It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Yeah, hello everybody. It is combine time. Elliot Shore Parks down in Indianapolis. How are you, sir? I got to tell you, man. I normally love hearing you yell that, but <laughs> <laughs> after not going to sleep until three thirty last night and working, that was that was uh, it got me going. But Oof. it was loud. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. We'll have to get into that too. Uh, John Ross on the block. Howie and Doug both speak, and we're going to start uh, right there. Is it our? It's our week. In Indy, with uh, Elliot Shore Parks being uh, down there, obviously, all week, and we'll uh, certainly have uh, many more questions as we move forward. Plus, uh, Brian uh, Fanica is going to join us tomorrow, offensive guard, uh, guard from Stanford. It's going to be our first victim in the uh, in the draft gauntlet as well. But let's start with, uh, with Howie and Doug, and the biggest news that came out was, hey, Nick Foles is not going to be tagged. Obviously, it's not a huge surprise, but now that finally signals – Hey, it's uh, it's it's done and it's over. Nick Foles is going to walk to I don't know, probably Jacksonville. At least that's what Ray Dinger was saying this afternoon. So what uh, what are your thoughts now that the day has has finally arrived and Nick Foles is a free agent here, uh, ESP? So I'm a little surprised that they just came out and flat out announced it. That was a little surprising to me. But the fact that he is going to be a free agent and they're not going to tag him that's not surprising. Like, and we can debate this. You know, like right now, if you want, like I would have tagged them and I would bring them back and all that. But realistically, from what the Eagles wanted to do, the chances of them tagging him were always going to be very slim and trading him was going to be very difficult as well. So them, you know, announcing that they're going to do that, uh, it, it definitely ends some suspense, but it's not overly surprising. Yeah. And this is, uh, well, you'll be happy to know because you don't have to tag. And Andrew Brent actually had said, you know, if the market really isn't there for Nick Foles, which there might not be, honestly. There yeah, might not be a I, I huge 100% one. I 100% agree. I don't think there is going to be a great market for him. Uh, but but. I, I'll, I'll go as far as to say I don't think Nick Foles should come back even in a backup role, even if he's a free agent. And I know that's not popular because, like, why wouldn't you? What are you talking about? He just gave you a playoff run. He's a Super Bowl MVP. You can start that whole thing over. There are going to be many clicks that Elliot will write about and talk about. And sure, mm-hmm. it, it'll, be a, it'll be a humongous storyline if that happens, but... We've we've gone through that already, and I've had the same take that I've had since March of last year. I don't think that they should have they they should have traded Nick Foles when they had an opportunity. I don't know again how big the market was 
even last year? Was that second round pick a ruse? I don't know, but if it was true, this looks bad. Honestly, in the long run, it looks bad. As fans, do we really care? No. You got to see uh, a one and done after a Super Bowl win. Uh, you can say that Nick Foles went in and saved the season. You can say like, hey, it wasn't a, a, a fluke or a mistake, and that all makes us feel good and great. But in the long term, and yeah, I, I don't know if a second round pick would have done anything differently, but I do know that it probably did affect Carson Wentz coming into the season. Uh, there's probably not as much pressure on this team to go win another one when keeping all these guys together and doing things like, you know, you know, trading for Golden Tate and whatever. I, that's all a part of that too, and I'm that's not lost in this. I was for that, and that's that's another part of going for it as well. But um, I just think that this that you could have avoided a lot of landmines, and um, maybe it was inevitable that Carson Wentz is going to be chasing Nick Foles' ghost or him or whatever. Uh, far beyond, but there's not as much pressure if Nate Sudfeld is your starter for three or four games or whatever. Or maybe there is if he screws it up and he, they go zero and four. Or whatever. I just don't think one player was was worth you know going through all of this. And now you've got articles here and there and people commenting on whatever. So I I, I know that people disagree with that, but I still think that's kind of the Eagles' biggest mistake from last year. You're literally just letting him walk out here. And as Shield Capadier is pointing out on Twitter, as I see, this is. You know, it, it's it's kind of doing right by the player. The process is fine. There's nothing wrong with the process. But if if this was about hip, uh, helping Nick Foles, they could have declined. You know, the yeah, original. Yeah, that's option. what I was about to say. Yeah. Like <laughs> they they didn't have to make him pay two million dollars. Now they get salary cap space for that, I believe. So there is that incentive to do it, and they did give him the million dollars in incentive at the end of the year, which they didn't have to. So you can make the argument it kind of breaks even. But I do think it's funny that. There's like this narrative now out there like, oh man, look at the Eagles doing right by their players again. Like, let's be real. If they could have traded Nick Foles, they would have done it. Yes. Like, and I'm not, I'm not ripping them for that. That's how you run a business. The Eagles should absolutely do what's best for them. Foles should do what's best for him. Um, and I thought it was interesting that how he said, we're allowing Nick Foles to yes. become a free agent. Yes. Right. <laughs> Even though technically he is right now. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But um, no, look, I think that. I think letting him go is a mistake. Uh, I would bring him back. I would try to trade him. Now, I'm sure they did try, and it didn't work out. But, man, I, like, Nick Foles and uh, Howie called, called, it, called him today top 15 quarterback. They're basically just letting a top 15 quarterback walk away. When You can make the argument, like, in terms of value, just strictly if we were to rank, like, valuable players in the NFL, Nick Foles, talent-wise, and his name might not be on there, but a top-15 quarterback is. And so it's just interesting that they're going to end up just letting him go. So I think Which uh, is crazy to me. Like, that still doesn't sound right to me. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, also, if you think about how they've managed Foles in general, like you mentioned last year, probably should have traded him. Uh, You know, they're not a playoff team this year if they – they don't if they uh, end up trading him, but you know you don't have all this drama with Carson Wentz. And they talked today about the uh, about the the story with with Doug and uh, not sorry. They talked about the story with Carson and Doug and Howie said basically they didn't believe it. Basically, but at the end of the day, of course, you always want to make sure Carson's being a good leader and all that stuff. But I mean, look, Foles is really really complicated this situation, and he's really made it tough on Carson and. They're going to end up getting nothing for that except for well a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, just that little that little thing that's hanging out there. Right. And honestly, if this was if if last year was a do right by Nick Foles and agent to be like, hey, we have this offer to the Browns, and they're like, please don't put me there. 
fine. Right. Like, I understand it. If that's a long-term value there, I get it. But, I mean, it's still ignoring the guy that's here and what he feels and wants and et cetera, et cetera. Well, and that, that's my thing, too. Like, if you – like, bringing him back last year, you might as well bring him back next year, too. And And we'll see – what the market dictates, like looking forward, uh, you know, if you want to go through teams, I mean, obviously Jacksonville seems yeah. like they're going to be the favorite, uh, but you know, maybe Foles doesn't want to go there. Who knows? Although it did seem like the way how he talked today, like he knew where Foles was going to go. Like, like they had talked and like, I would guess that this is all kind of taken care of, but Hey, look in a world where Foles gets out there, he visits Jacksonville, he doesn't like it or whatever. I would absolutely bring Foles back if I were the Eagles, depending on the price. And realistically, he's only going to come back if the price comes down significantly because there's no market. So uh, I don't think they've completely closed the door on it, but they did say today they were there, they like Sudfeld. Seems like they want to bring in another uh, quarterback for like competition for that backup spot. Um, I also thought it was ironic. Doug said, you know, we, we don't just hand jobs out. Well, you kind of just handed Carson the job. You didn't really <laughs> make him compete yeah, for it at all. Right. But, uh, look, I mean, seems like the full there is coming to an end. If I were the Giants, I would I would definitely sign him, but who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, so, and somebody that would probably at least try to be in a backup role here, and, and this is – this is going to get interesting, what I think, between Teddy Bridgewater and Nick Foles, right? They're both free agents. Uh, Teddy had a really bad off showing with, you know, the second uh, team replacements down at the Saints, but had like right. a, a pretty good preseason. Nick Foles is a, a little more forward there. I I wonder if Teddy would be open to that coming here. Uh, I, I would be open to it if you were talking about somebody that can be in a in a backup role. Um, and then everybody's favorite Tyrod Taylor is going to be out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, uh, Josh McCown, you know, like there's those guys well, that can go in there and compete, I guess, for the second. Because it's, it's really for QB2 now, right? They want to push Nate at this point to like he's got to go earn the job. That's what they're saying. Right. And, I mean, the interesting thing about picking a backup is uh, I was looking up, and I'm going to try to find this out while I'm down here, but – uh, they have they have to place a tender on on uh, a tender on um, Sudfeld because he's which they will. technically I think which they, they will. will right exactly. But if you place the highest one, I think his salary is like four and a half million, which is not a small amount for a guy that could potentially be your third string. They really like Sudfeld. Um, I think he's really talented. So I would if you're not going to have Foles, I would probably just go ahead with Sudfeld. I don't really see the benefit of bringing like a Bridgewater in here. I feel like that just might complicate things. I would I would bring in like a guy that is not going to really compete with Sudfeld. Like he would only be like a worst case scenario situation. Have, just have him around here uh, so he learns the playbook and he can be around in case Carson goes down and then Sudfeld struggles or uh, you know or Sudfeld were to go down too. But I I would proceed at this point if you're not going to bring Foles back with Sudfeld as the backup. And I can't remember did they I'm trying to uh, did they sign a, a futures deal with any QB. I'm trying to remember if there's so. anybody there, and it doesn't look like they they did there either. So yeah, I, I it's kind of like trolling for waiver wire to see who the uh, the second and or the really the QB threes that have been cut like throughout the season, and that's kind of right how you how you roll and, and bring it in with that. But uh, regardless, I I don't want to get lost in all of this. I mean, Nick Foles did one of the most incredible things that we've ever done. Um, it seems like the book is closed. So I just want to express my thank you again for delivering a Super Bowl when I doubt, I doubted very much that you could do that thing, and you certainly did, along with everybody else on the team. The offensive line, the defense played out of their mind except for the Super Bowl, and 
so on and so forth. But thank you, Nick Foles. This uh, is what I, I have. Say. A, I have a random Foles thought. So All right. I was arguing with people on Twitter today, and it's to me. And tell me if you agree with this. It seems like people hold Nick Foles to a higher standard than they do Carson. And the reason I'll say that is because people are tweeting me today, like, you know, oh, Foles wasn't that good the second half of the year when he went what five and one as a starter and played pretty well. And I'll say the majority of them. Uh, QB like, wins. QB wins. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> the most important stat for a quarterback. Right, so, sure, you yeah, know, of course. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, like, I don't know. I just think it's interesting how with Carson, people make a ton of excuses, but with Foles, it's like he, he, they, they have like almost try to explain away what he accomplishes. So, you know, you mentioned that if this is the end of it, you're thankful for what he did. I think he, he's going to end up having like, if I was Foles, I would have very complicated feelings towards not the fan base, maybe to a certain extent, but just Philadelphia in general. I mean, the place that you really accomplished arguably the second most quarterback ever has, and you could argue one if you include, you know, if you wanted to say the Super Bowl but has really never shown you respect or commitment. They've traded him. They never let him compete for the job. They, you know, exercised his option, made him decline it, and now they're letting him walk. Like, I don't know. I just think Foles would have a complicated uh, feeling about Philadelphia in general. Yeah. I mean, there's – I'm sure the uh, – the I, I get what you're saying, but the the players, the coaches, like everybody around him I think is more yeah. important than – you know, ownership and how and whatever they have to do because they know it's a business too. So I'm sure that's that's, that's probably popped up at least. They're like, yo, man, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, at some point, maybe it was his, his thought process or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's it's certainly from a <laughs> from an outside looking in thing that is kind of weird. And I, I didn't uh-huh. didn't even didn't even really kind of think about that. Um, I uh, the other interesting thing that I heard Doug say was that. Uh, yeah, Golden Tate absolutely did disrupt Nelson Aguilar's touches and catches, and I'm assuming that's why Nelson Aguilar is probably not the happiest guy in the world right now in that locker room because of that. Um, I thought it was I, it was nice that Doug kind of answered that open and honestly. What did you think about it when he yeah. said that? Well, yeah, I thought it was when he first started to talk about Nelson, he almost talked about him in the past tense a little. And then he, uh, mm-hmm. he caught himself and said, you know, and what he'll accomplish moving forward. Uh, I don't know how much I'd read into that. I just thought it was, when he was saying it, I thought it was kind of interesting. Well, it um, helps my but, narrative, so I'm going to say that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say it's good <laughs> to you. Yeah. yeah. Anything for the narrative and the brand. That's but, right. um, no, look, I think uh, he was very honest about it. And also, I just think the Nelson struggling narrative is a little overblown. Like, I think he had two less catches, you know, less yardage maybe, but not by a ton. Really, the only thing he had was, you know, not as many touchdowns. He had, you know, half as many. So, um, uh, look, going forward, he said Nelson's going to be a big part of the team. I think, I mean, me and you are kind of on the same page with this, but look, I, I do think there's a chance he has moved. But uh, Doug didn't talk about him today as, as a guy that they were, like, you know, hesitant about moving forward. No, they didn't um, at, all, at all. And, uh uh, it's just kind of uh, have to keep our eye on that because there is, uh, again, like I said, I still think they have somewhat interest in uh, in keeping Golden Tate here, and if that means that you know um, the Nelson has to go, then maybe the, uh, they both can't stay. I, they can't do that again this year because they know it's just it's really hard trying to 
trying to force, uh, force yeah, I mean, both ends financially. Of and and, and I'm, I'm surprised that actually never was really brought up this season. It was more like, Mike Groh is a big, dumb idiot. How can you not get Golden Tate involved? And really, he's probably going like, well, do I piss off Nelson or do I make Tate happy? And that's a, yeah, that's well, a and big deal when you're an offensive kind of coordinator. An punching bag. Yeah, oh, ab- absolutely. I, I'm just now looking back at that, It's it's that's hard. You know, and even me talking about Nick on a surface level because both you and I don't have to look at him every day. We don't have to look at Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate every day. So that's a perspective that I think we always lose when we're discussing these things. But to what would you do if Nelson Aguilar's like, Mike, what the fuck, man? Like, we had such a great season last year. You helped me. I helped you. Look at my stats. Look at my, like, how, how, do you not trust me anymore? Because this yeah. guy came in, because the GM came in, or like you know, and then you've got to deal with coach, then you've got to deal with Howie, then you got to deal with Tate, and all all of that stuff. That's why it's uh, I always thought, even though the offense was not performing, to just lay it all on Grow and and then say Doug's not as good anymore. It's it's hard if a GM makes a move, you have to find a way to adapt that and. Yeah, I mean, that's – anyway, they're both not going to stay. Uh, well, I mean, also happening. just like Nelson's better than Golden Tate. So there's that. I mean, that's another reason I would put him Come in. Come on, okay, man, really? You're going to see – see, this thing is uh, – I, <laughs> I, I mean, like for the rest of their careers, sure, I'd probably take Nelson Aguilar. But, I mean, yeah, Go- Golden Tate I mean. is not a not the player that is just like, ah, whatever. He's whatever. He's he's a fantastic wide receiver. And, and Golden you, Tate – I don't know if he's a fantastic wide receiver. Look, I, here's what I'd say. He's had a way better career, obviously, than Nelson. I think Golden Tate has had a very productive career. He has been a very good receiver. But, look, I, I can only really go off what I saw in an Eagles uniform, and that's what matters most. And he did not look like a fantastic receiver, even when he had the ball in his hand. Right? Like, didn't break a lot of tackles, didn't make a ton of plays. He really had the, cut, the touchdown catch versus Chicago. Which was a very Elliot, we catch. just we just went through why Nelson Aguilar didn't look as sharp and why Golden Tate didn't look as sharp and now you're saying well I mean you know he didn't really do anything yeah it's it's hard to get a guy in here when there's two guys that have the same skill sets et cetera et cetera, right, et cetera. But, but you agree with me going forward if you had to pick one you would pick Nelson yes but I I right. get I okay. get the sense that makes him better I don't think that makes him better uh, sure but I mean like this is. Uh, this is more or less just why I think Nelson's not going to come back here. I don't think he wants to be back here. It's not any information or news. I just, you know, in the same way, in the same way you just said we're, we're talking about Foles. Like, wait a minute. Why, you know, like you trusted me. You, you gave me all these resources. I held out. I, I worked my ass off. I finally got around to right. it. And then you go trade for Golden Tate. Like, fine. I'm Get me the fuck out of here. You know, like, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. no, I, I could see that. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I I hope Nelson stays. I hope he does because that's uh, he's the well, young, younger him. and cheaper I mean, and et cetera, et cetera, and he's he will be Golden Tate basically. Yeah, and they and they need him because their receiving core is needs help anyway. If you lose if you lose Nelson, I mean, I guess you bring Golden back, but they uh, they need Nelson on this roster, and that is one thing that Doug and Howie talked about today too, or at least Doug did. Uh, the idea of getting a player that would uh, that would stretch the field, um, and you know, it was funny. At one point, he mentioned like, "Well, you don't have to have a speed guy to stretch the field. You can do different things, like a flea flick, a flea flicker." And I'm thinking like, "Okay, so you're just going to what run like five flea flickers a, a, de- a game? Like that's going to be your deep ball strategy, just running flea flickers?" But uh, nah, I mean, look, 
Um, I think I think they're going to go after speed guy. That was definitely something I got from talking to Doug today. Yeah, and that's going to lead us to uh, <laughs> well the other thing that's happening around Cincinnati. But I also uh, want to tell you guys that uh, just now. We have uh, released an opportunity, I think, along with uh, the Art of the Take podcast and also the High Hopes podcast, where you can go win one of the free T-shirts that we make on the, the 94WIP podcast. All you got to do is just go to radio.com or 94WIP.com slash T-shirt and just enter for your chance to win uh, one of the free awesome T-shirts of the Go Birds or High Hopes or Have a Take Coward T-shirt, which is uh, a hard one to get, by the way, because there's, there's a bounty out on a lot of takesmen that I just think is impossible to get. So that's a great chance to go and do it. 94WIP.com slash uh, T-shirts. So it's amazing. They're high-quality T-shirts, too, I they would are. say. Like, I've always heard Spike talk on the Ricky about like the quality of the T-shirts, and I always thought, they're just T-shirts. Like, how nice could they be? But realistically, like now that I've seen these T-shirts and I have a few of them, like they're high-quality shirts, for yeah, sure. They really, really are. And uh, I, uh, we're going to be c- continuing to give them away, uh, except Fritz keeps, keeps keeps taking my good ideas of how to give them away for high hopes, which is totally fine. But we, I think we have a, a pretty good idea, and there are a select few who already gotten them already, so I hope you are happy with those. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals apparently not happy with John Ross. My, I will always die on a hill that he will be a very good wide receiver in the NFL and a great deep threat and whatever. And... Um, uh, well, Elliot, you tell me first because I know you said that the Eagles should have interest, and in, yeah. and you tell me why, and then I've got a lot of questions after that. All right. So first of all, I think I can I can tell already where we're going to disagree, and this is what people have been tweeting me too. Like, I would not trade a first round pick for John Ross, obviously. Well, but no, I'm not even. Bengals, I'm, I was, wouldn't even suggest that. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, like, yeah, I, people weren't okay. serious about that, right? Well, I saw a few people like I saw people tweet, but regardless. I would give up something of value for John Ross, and here's why I would do it. One, I know the Eagles liked him a ton coming out of college. Now, it's been two years in the NFL, and you have to adjust what you think of him, clearly. But they had a ton of interest in him. They had Carson Wentz watch tape of him. Um, you know, and he was the fastest player in the history of the Combine. So there was a lot to like there. Um, I just don't think Cincinnati is a place where I can judge a player struggling. Like, they have a bad quarterback. They have a bad head coach. Like, he's kind of a finesse player playing in Cincinnati. just doesn't seem like a good fit. Um, so I'm not going to hold it against him. Uh, he did have seven touchdowns last year, which is pretty wild when you consider he only had, like, 20 catches. But um, So he's had a little bit of production. But I just think he'd be a perfect fit for what the Eagles need. Uh, if, they, if it was a fourth-round pick, they have two fourth-round picks. You're basically bringing in a player that's only a year, two years removed, or a year removed from being a rookie. Um, so you're getting a young player with that pick. And he fits exactly what they need. Um, I'd be interested to see how Doug would use him. So uh, the Bengals coach did say today at the Combine that that's not true, but he's, of course, going to say that. So yeah. um, I would absolutely 100% have interest. So um, you say all those things about Sidney Jones. Uh, and oh you say God, I can't about, get into the city. About, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm just saying, like, I just don't understand people's mentality. And I've heard serious people say, why not just flip Sidney Jones for John Ross at this point? What? First of all, they were on the same squad. At least I'm pretty sure yeah, they were no, on the same yeah. squad. A uh, couple other red flags. The University of Washington has not been great in Philadelphia, and I know that's just arbitrary. It doesn't really mean anything. Between Mark L. Fultz, between Sidney Jones, and now you want to bring yet another University of Washington player into this. I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, well, wait, 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 let me say this, though. The difference between Sidney Jones and John Ross is I already have Sidney Jones, right? Like, 
you would be bringing John Ross in. So, I mean, in theory, you would think maybe it would work out better than it did in Cincinnati. I mean, I, I, guess, I can, but, I can but, see but, your point, though. I can see your point about that. That's a good point. But there's there's some – I'm going to poke some holes in this thing, too. Like this, He was great in the red zone last year. But when – okay, Cincinnati's not a good place to be, and it's hard to judge a player when they're struggling, right? Well, what do we talk about when players are doing well? And the Bengals went through a couple of different quarterbacks. And Tyler Boyd – has had a thousand yard season and uh, multiple touchdowns, uh, and then you're just left with like literally 21 catches from last year, and I, I, from everybody. And I know even Cincinnati people are going like, I wouldn't give up on John Ross. And that's fine, they shouldn't. But if you're telling the Philadelphia Eagles to look at a, a mid round pick, like I'm seeing third round, fourth round value for a guy that that's two coaching staffs. That's one. That's one coaching staff that drafted him, and then there's another coming in there and saying. I don't, we don't need this fucking guy. Like, those are humongous red flags, regardless yeah. of what we think of talent and speed and whatever. If there's something where you're starting to get into fifth, sixth, seventh, fine, but they're not going to do that. There's no point in doing that because you'd rather just see what happens and see if you can develop them throughout this. I'm never a guy, obviously, I was on Nelson Aguilar Island forever saying, like, you just can't give up on wide receivers, especially I know John Ross is in there. And I know John Ross is in there, and he's going to find a place where it's going to be applicable to, uh, to, to you know show off his skill set or whatever. But th- this team needs a legitimate deep threat coming in here. If they can establish that first, then maybe later on in the process they end up trading for John Ross uh, after training camp or something like that to kind of get him acclimated there, and they, they feel like the trade market's there to do it, and they just want to get rid of him, fine. But this is going to be more than likely kind of like a DGB thing, even though I know John Ross has uh, way more talent uh, than he does. And I, I, I just... I love him to death, and I loved him as a college player. I thought he was phenomenal, and uh, I, it's just right now, it's just not the time. Like they need the Eagles need serious help, and that's not really serious help to me, Elliot. Yeah, look, I agree with you on that. I don't think bringing in John Ross is filling the need here, but I'll also say this team has tried now for two years to fill that need, and they keep striking out. Tory Smith was probably a little better than people give him credit for, but obviously was not like a deep threat here. Uh, Mike Wallace got hurt, is what it is, but he didn't end up, uh, you know, feeling that need. Matt Collins didn't play all last year, and I think personally is overrated. Sheldon Gibson hasn't been able to get on the field, so they've been trying. I agree with you. If they bring John Ross in, you don't say like, "Well, that's it, we got our deep threat." But I do think it's another body in an attempt to do that. I mean, if John Ross was in the draft this year, you think he would last till the fourth round? Yes. You think so? <laughs> I mean, okay. just because knowing what we know, or you're saying like. John no, Ross, like, like coming John out of Ross right now, like no, he'd like, be the number one wide receiver coming out of the draft. But but we know, but he has two years in the league now, so like we can't really erase those. But I yeah, in terms of like, and I don't know this again. This wide receiver class is really interesting. Um, I there's there's going to be I think it's going to be the most overlooked class in a while because people just uh, assume that like yeah, there's no real like number one guy, but there's just a lot of good quality talented wide receivers in this draft class. So I'm not like and and th- I, I'm, that's not really not a, a thing you can count on either. Maybe you get lucky and somebody's there and they end up you know being Anthony Miller or whoever. But um, that's not that's not really what I see and. I, I honestly think that's where the uh, a splashier move comes into play at the end of this thing, whether you want to go try and see if you can wiggle somebody away, just like you're saying, uh, either free agent or trade of, of the skill position players. They're going to have to because, it's again, it's not a great wide receiver market. 
It's just not. And I and I don't no. know if there's um, anything else out there that's, uh, you know, we can go the, the whole Deshaun route again for like the 90th year in a row to see if we want to bring him back. But um, they need... Although the Bucks, uh, um, Bruce Arians said today, uh, or at least actually, I don't think he saw it, uh, the he- Cleveland Browns head coach, uh, Freddie Kitchen, said it about Bruce Arians. But like, Bruce Arians' offense is so predicated on putting the ball down the field that, yeah, maybe they move on from Deshaun, but man, like, Obviously, if you want to put the ball down the field, there's no, there's still probably no one better, maybe Tyreek Hill, uh, than Deshaun doing that. So I don't think he'll even be an option. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's probably not going to happen. And also, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, uh, Pat Shermer. Just a couple other notes here. Pat Shermer said that Eli's definitely going to be their guy and go and welcome back. Um, and uh, then I thought the Which other is amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic news to hear. And then the other funny thing of uh, the Arizona Cardinals are just saying, like, yeah, uh, Josh Rosen's our quarterback for now, sure. <laughs> Although, how much that do you think is just trying to convince people to trade up for one? Yeah, which I thought, too. But, it, you know, the uh, the optics of it were pretty funny considering all no, the things yeah, that said. Yeah, it's a bad look for, for Rosen. <laughs> it sounded, unless Bone pointed out, and I was just like, yeah, that is a very Chip Kelly thing to say. You know, yeah, he's a yeah. quarterback for now. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we can. Wait, that can be had, yeah. Just to try and scare somebody uh, into it, that might—that's uh, a good theory there. Uh, anything else that's uh, buzzing around the combine right now, Elliot? Uh, I mean, from today, from the press conferences, Jason Peters. Um, you know, I thought their comments on him were interesting. They didn't like a hundred percent say he's going to be back, but they talked about him at a very high level. They talked about you know how if he wants to come back, which I'm presuming he does, he kind of he deserves that chance. Um, so uh, my takeaway was. My takeaway from it is I think that uh, he's going to be back. And now the question is, at what price? Are they going to bring him back at what he is right now? Which his actual cap hit overall for a left tackle is not terrible. I think it's like 15th overall in the league, um, which at that position, I mean, which I would argue he's still probably like a top 15 guy when healthy. So uh, it seems like it's going to be another offseason where everyone thinks he's going to be gone and he's not. But, yeah, I think they uh, almost completely committed to him being back. Yeah. Uh, definitely, and that's uh, that's not going to come as a surprise to uh, to many if you've kind of been following along here uh, as well. Well, uh, the last thing I got for you, Elliot, is what were you drinking last night? Because it doesn't sounds like you got some partying in, obviously. Man, well, the funny thing is, I was I didn't even drink any liquor. It was just beer. It was just out till three a.m. and that's the well three thirty by the time I got home. But like, uh, that's the funny thing about the combine. Like people just. They out mad late here, and like you see people walking around. I uh, didn't see a ton of NFL people last night, but just talking to different people and stuff, you know, start, starting to piece together some things, which I'll write about later in the week. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a late night. Tonight will be a late night again. Thursday will be a late night. <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm excited, and uh, there's look, man, there's just a lot to find out of what the Eagles are going to do. I mean, the full thing is solved now, but got to go out, and you know. Do the people's work. That's Eat whatever right. you need. Get out there and That's see what's exactly going on. That's exactly right. Yeah, drink a couple Gatorades and let's get back to it, my friend. So, yeah, uh, yeah take a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> Workouts are upon us, and uh, we'll have more prospect uh, news and uh, obviously prospects to talk to tomorrow. So for uh, LA Shore Parks, I'm John Barchard. It's our week at the Combine. Right here, it's Go Birds number 57 on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP and Radio.com. We'll see you guys.